Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. In the squadron, they called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. What a bad, weird, drifty weekend. I, uh, what a funk. What a funk. I mean, uh, hey, personal, uh, on the personal front, all is well. Babies are great. Wife is great. I'm pretty healthy. I'm working out. I'm reading my Bible. And uh, all that's that's good, but it does not remove this uh, this dark cloud that I'm. Uh, I feel. Do you feel it? I, it really hit me on. I guess it was Friday night. I had the cable on MSNBC, and all of a sudden, they start getting really excited that we may hold the House. Democrats may hold on to the House, and I'm like, wait a freaking minute, what's going on here? Huh? What? What? And then Laxalt loses Nevada. I met Adam Laxalt. He was in this office, actually, in this studio. Great guy. I just, um, look, could the other person have gotten more votes? Sure, absolutely. But, 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 have you seen this pattern? You know, like, uh, oh, we found more ballots, and uh, now, uh, oh, it's getting closer, it's getting closer, until their candidate is in the lead. And then we got to call it off. Then we stop it right away. Uh, all of Nevada is red, except for Vegas and this little uh, county in the north around Reno, I guess. And those are the those are where the ballots start turning up. I don't know. I don't understand enough about. I do know this: Jimmy Carter, former president of the United States, joined forces with a guy named Secretary of State James Baker, Republican. Uh, master of the universe, right? One of those guys. And they were on a presidential commission together. One Republican, one Democrat. And you know what they said? Mail-in voting brings on fraud. That's what they said. They said it out loud. It was documented. There's too much potential for fraud, coercion, mail-in voting. Now, that is different from absentee voting. It is different. And mail-in where the government mails you a ballot. I got a friend of mine in California. You know how many ballots he received? Five. Five for people who used to live there, people he never heard of, for his wife who died two years ago. Huh? Now, he only voted once. Would other people follow his lead? I don't know. Follow that prime example? Now, I don't, I'm not saying the election was stolen. But as Molly Hemingway says, they they figured out a way to do certain things legally. You know, I found some pictures online. You have prisoners voting. Prisoners. Prisoners. Prisoners are filling out ballots in prison. So how do they get the ballot? They go to them. <laughs> they visit them and talk about a captive audience, right? Is that right? Are we suddenly doing this? You know, 2020, I understand, well, I don't understand, actually. They broke the law in many circumstances. 
but we had to make modifications, I guess, for COVID, right? But those modifications are here to stay. Do you want anything of your possession being in the government's possession for 50 days? You know, I get nervous when my luggage goes missing in the airline and they say, oh, it's in Cleveland. It's coming back. Okay. And, you know, it usually it does show up. Sometimes it's gone for good. But usually they track it down and you can pick it up at the airport or they'll send some uh, airline guy to your house with it. And it shows up. What's the first thing you do? You look at it. <laughs> you open it. Is anything missing? I mean, strangers have been in possession of something that's precious and vital to you. Well, a vote is a hell of a lot more precious and vital than toiletries <laughs> and whatever the hell you were wearing that weekend in Florida. And they get to keep it for 50 days in Pennsylvania and other places. I think that's a recipe for disaster. I think that's really weird. I don't like it. I didn't sign up for it. You know, we had a really great system. It worked for, uh, you know how long those voting machines have been around in? My first election was 1988. I voted in the auditorium of St. John's, I'm sorry, St. Joseph's Church. There's a little auditorium there, and I went in and I voted for George H.W. Bush over Michael Dukakis. And I had been voting with my parents, and I knew how it worked. You walk in, it's a little booth, you pull the lever, the uh, curtain closes, it's totally private. You pick somebody, and it's a, it was a mechanical operation. You, you drop the lever, and it registers on the other side. The votes are right there. It's counted as you cast the vote. And uh, it worked fine, didn't it? It worked great. Yes, we had some issues in 2000 and those hanging chads. And you know what? God bless those people trying to figure out how many votes. You know who was actually looking at the, the chad? You ever see that famous picture of the judge? His eyes are bulging out. He's trying to figure out, you know, what was the intention of the voter? He was a judge. He was an actual judge. All weekend long, I see votes just sitting on the side or on the floor. Remember how everybody lost their minds? about all those uh, 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 intelligence documents in Mar-a-Lago. They were on the floor. Our nation's treasured secrets, how could they put have been put on the floor? Well, number one, they were put on the floor by the FBI, but that's another, that's the truth of the matter. But a lot of people were horrified to see those documents spread out on the floor. Look at how they're counting. Does there anything look uh, sanctified? You know, our... Our, our precious, free, and fair elections. Nothing is more important than our precious, free, and fair elections. You know, I agree with that. And if they're so precious and free and fair, why the hell are the ballots on the floor? And some jerk walking around in khakis and some other, who who are these people? Who are they? Uh, now, so I have grave concerns about all this stuff. And sending out ballots and anyway, everybody gets one and... Don't worry about it. Just fill it out. I I don't know. Now, there is the other possibility that suddenly this America, the same America that voted for Donald Trump in 2016, the last time we had a clear-cut, up-or-down vote, everything got really murky in 2020, right? Oh, yeah, provisional ballots, this, that, the other thing. I heard, who's that guy who used to, first it was John King on CNN who would mess with the boards, and it was kind of interactive and wild and very ultra political, but you could follow it. He basically said, okay, here's some county in uh, Minnesota that leans left. And then they tell you, tell you how they voted for the past 15 uh, cycles. And it was interesting. 
Now, they start talking about the kinds of ballots. There are different kinds of ballots. And the process these ballots go through, the curing the ballots and the provisional ballots. And I realize I'm watching Steve Kornacki, who basically copied everything that uh, John King did. And I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't don't understand any of this stuff with the provisional ballot. What about a vote? It's two. It's it's a week later. And we still don't know how 20 House seats have turned out. What, what, what are they? Are they, they're not voting from outer space, are they? These are this is pretty. Why does it take so long? Well, the more time it takes, I do believe the more monkey business can happen, the more mischief. Now, then again, maybe the same country that voted for Donald Trump in 2016 suddenly thinks that um, having no border is a great thing. Hmm? Having crime everywhere, not being able to do anything about it and talking about what's not the problem, systemic racism, instead of talking about the real problem, a lack of black fathers. Yeah, we could have a real conversation or we could have this phony one. Maybe America prefers the phony one. Maybe everybody wants to appear cool and woke. Maybe people walk by a church and they see the gay pride flag in front of that church and they think, yeah, this is a... This is tolerance. This is what I want. I don't want that. Hey, I'm no better than anybody. I got all kinds of hang-ups and, you know, been there, done it all. You know, actually, you know what my life was defined by for a long time? The Playboy lifestyle. Yeah, Hugh Hefner, remember? Uh, Playboy after dark. Remember all that nonsense? The Playboy Club and the bunnies? You know, that really kind of captured my lifestyle for a long time. Maybe you should put the Playboy bunny outside the church to uh, appeal to all the heterosexual wild men out there. That would give them a signal of welcoming, wouldn't it? Or maybe we put the Tinder sign on the church. So maybe all this crap, all this ugly poison is really cool now, has really gone mainstream. Is that it? The drag queens reading to our kids? Inflation worse than any time in 40 years. Oh, that's really not Joe Biden's fault. That's a global trend. I I don't. I've lived in America a long time. Americans don't think and process information like that. Given an opportunity like we had last Tuesday, it's a referendum on the party in power. Period. No, Greg, the messaging of the Republicans really wasn't off. You have to stand for it. Give me a break. We're not selling a cereal box. We all see the destruction all around us. And the American people just voted for more of that. I'm not buying it. I'm having a real problem buying it. And I think they went too far. God forbid, if Carrie Lake wins in Arizona, well, that would be fantastic, by the way. If she loses in Arizona is what I meant to say. I I think they will have gone too far. I lived in Arizona, by the way. Is Arizona... Granted, it was in the 90s, and there's been a lot of turnover since. I want to make it clear, I am rooting for Carrie Lake. Big time. I just, it's impossible for me to see a scenario where Katie Hobbs, and I don't think anybody in Arizona even knows what Katie Hobbs looks like, because she's been hanging out in a basement. She's been doing the Joe Biden basement routine. That they're going to go with her and that border state right there and all these people coming in and this weird stuff and the economy. And, oh, by the way, we lost a war in Afghanistan. 
that everybody is everybody okay with that? This guy, Joe Biden, one person did it. And we had a major opportunity to tell him to correct course. And you know what? Now he's saying, I'm not doing anything different. We're finally getting the word out about all the great things we're doing. You look at what he actually talks about in terms of great things. You know what it is? We're spending money. We're giving money to this thing. We're giving money to that thing. But even when he does that, he's lying. It's that whole stunt with the students and the student loan and forgiving it didn't work. Hey, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, boy. She's out there saying, yes, what happened to Paul? That helped bring on the uh, Democrat essential victory last Tuesday. Um. That she's claiming some sort of credit and using that as a reason for why things went the way they did. I'm even more convinced that, (laughs) well, we don't know the whole story. And there are gigantic holes in the version we've been told. But where the hell's Dave to pay? Where is that story? Everything's gone, right? Well, the authorities said it. It must be true. The authorities said it. It must be true. So, hey, Donald Trump might just declare tomorrow. Obviously, these are not ideal circumstances. <sighs> you know, he's the one guy of national stature who's really been beating the drum about <laughs> elections, about the electoral systems. How dare you say that you're an election denier? How about this? The election fraud denialists, because election fraud is a real thing. It happens. And if you say it doesn't happen, I got a I got a label for you. You're an election fraud denialist. And if you're an election fraud denialist, you are most likely a uh what's the other thing? A a Russia hoax collusionist. How do you like that? Hey Kevin McCarthy, you could have been coming up with these uh nifty slogans. Instead you just stood there and took it and figured out what I think you were literally just lusting for an office, a big office. These guys do get tremendously big offices. It's, ooh, did you see my Newsmax show? You're missing something if you didn't. All right, check it out. Hey, one other thing. I'm getting more and more excited about my book coming out. I am reading the audio version. So for my friend in Jersey City, you will be able to get it on audio, on CD, all that stuff. It comes out in January, which is fast approaching. I think it's eight weeks from tomorrow the book comes out. Uh, wherever books are sold, you can go to my Twitter. You can just go to Amazon and look for Greg Kelly, Justice for All. Just put in Justice for All, Greg Kelly. You can pre-order it right now. I'd be very, very, very appreciative, and so would my publisher, Simon & Schuster. This is the big leagues, and they want to sell some books. Justice for All, how the woke left is wrong about law enforcement. Oh, yes, and I guess suddenly overnight everyone's okay with crime. No way. Something is up. I'll be back. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, I also I treat the fake news like it's it's a it's an amusement. It's an amusement. And I they're always wrong. They're always lying. And I find it amusing. Um, But it ain't so amusing, is it? They are lying all the time, constantly, 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 constantly. And there are a lot of people out there who just kind of blowing in the wind, believing all this stuff. I, in a way, I, in a way, I'm disappointed in them, and, and also in another way, well, I guess I, in a way, I can't blame them. They, they grow. It's naive, of course, but they okay. Well, it's on the news; it must be true. I, there are some people out there like that. A lot of people, I guess. 
So January 6th, I hear they're about to release the report. And you know what it's going to be a report about? Is it going to be a report about all the intelligence uh, um, briefs and um, notes and memos that the FBI had warning them way in advance of uh, the possibility for violence? Nope. What about the Capitol Police and their preemptive and proactive use of tear gas? No. How about who made the decision to protect the Capitol with bicycle racks? No, we're not going to get into that. We're just going to talk about Trump. We'll just talk about Trump and all the stuff that he said about the election. Well, that's, wow, huh? All that money, all that time, and all you're going to do is sit around and talk about Trump? who was nowhere near the Capitol that day, who was exercising his constitutional rights and, quite frankly, his duty. Just because the swamp says something, just because the media says something, does not mean it's true. Every time this guy has turned out to be right. Every time. Every time. And I certainly am not abandoning him, no matter how... How many cool kids sign up uh, for DeSantis? Youngkin? Well, we really need a new generation. Really? What? Is- no. Mm-mm. By the way, you're fools if you go along with that, because they'll just do to DeSantis and Youngkin what they're doing to Trump, what they've done to Trump. And unlike um, Trump, we don't know if DeSantis and Youngkin and all the rest, if they can handle it. <laughs> no idea. I've actually seen, I, I, I wonder about uh, DeSantis's capacity to, to handle it. I really do. I don't know. Who remembers Chris Christie back in 2010, 2011? Remember that? He was the flavor of the, he was the flavor of the six months, I would say. It lasted for about six months. He'd go to those meetings and he'd shout down the teachers union and some big guy on the boardwalk, he'd walk right up to him, really pushing his luck, by the way. I noticed that Chris Christie was uh, pretty brave when he had six state troopers walking around. <laughs> I'm the governor. What are you going to do about it? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Anyway. Anyway. So tomorrow night's the night, huh? It's really going to happen. January 6th committee, though, staffers told preliminary plan for final report would focus on Trump, not on law enforcement failures. And boy, oh, boy, did they fail. Talk about a whitewash. Be right back. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Wow. I'm not the only one, right? Did you feel it over the weekend? Are you reaching out to each other? It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right at all. Uh, Tell me. Oh, we got Mike in New Jersey. He's an attorney. Oh, Mike, hello. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, What's up? In reference... In reference to your conversation on mail-in ballots, I just wanted to state that the original intent on the mail-ins, I first voted in 1976 while I was in the military as a mail-in, but the mail-in ballots came out of a result of an ADA, 
All right, wait, before you, before you, hold on one second. Let's just talk about this first. People are getting the terms confused. There's mail-in balloting and then there's absentee balloting. I mean, really what you did when you were in the military and what I did when I was in the military was uh, absentee balloting. Absentee, we voted absentee. And, oh, by the way, those votes were not counted until uh, after the election and only if they needed them, only if it was close enough. Anyway, keep going. And then the mail-in ballots derived from an American Disabilities Act for people that were disabled and could not physically get out to vote. My point being, the original intent was good. Uh, Obviously, it was expanded upon for other reasons. Yes, indeed. And we now know if you do it this widespread, look, I'm just getting my information from President Jimmy Carter and from Secretary of State James Baker, who warned about mail-in voting, that it was so ripe for trouble. I heard Michael Goodwin, who's no fan of Trump, by the way. Michael Goodwin, New York Post, says mail-in voting is a recipe for fraud. Now, we don't know what the cake looked like yet, but it certainly is. All the ingredients are there. Hey, what service were you in, pal? Could you clarify one question for me? What? Curtis Lewa made a statement. Oh, I can't. I can't. I, you, you, you call him back. I can't. I, you want me to clarify what Curtis said? I mean, Can you just clarify what a statement was made that if DeSantis ran for president, he would have to move out of Florida? Is that true? Well, no. I mean, what he's getting at is DeSantis and Trump cannot be running mates constitutionally because they are both residents of Florida. And under the Constitution, one of those amendments, I don't know which one, it says explicitly that the president and vice president can't be from the same state. And people think Trump's from New York. No, he's not. He he moved his residence to uh, officially. He is registered to vote. He is an official resident of Florida, uh, not here. And, oh, by the way, he spends the, the other place he spends a lot of time is uh, New Jersey. So that's what he was getting at. Thank you, Mike. Um, in a, just a few moments, we're going to have John Fund, great journalist. You probably have seen him on cable TV a million times. He was with the Wall Street Journal for decades. He writes extensively for the National Review. He's written a book about all this stuff. It's called Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. And um, whoever's in charge of the rules <laughs> just might be in charge of the results. Uh, let me go through a couple more. Um, let's see here. Mike in Wayne. Yes. Greg, how are you? Um, I'm sorry. I don't believe what's going on with the Senate and with the uh, House, how we're losing all these votes. Like you said, it just it makes it easier for them to do what they got to do in order to win, number one. And number two, everyone I spoke to, even Democrats were saying they were voting Republican. So it's either everybody got lazy and just assumed that the big red wave was coming, or there's something fishy going on. And I think it's the latter. One more point. Yeah, you wait, know, wait, I, I jump in. You got to like, you got to, you got to admit. I mean, look, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but the. When you're arguing with your friends, the last thing you got to say is, you know, all my friends are voting, <laughs> even the Democrat, like that it doesn't really cut it. I, I I remember once on election night in 2001, I'm like, Bloomberg's going to win, Bloomberg's going to win, Bloom- of course Bloomberg's going to win. And then on election night, I started meeting all these people who voted for Mark Green. I mean, I granted, I, I mean, I guess that my circles, you know, we run in certain circles. There are people out there who totally disagree with us. What's the last thing you wanted to say? Michelle Obama's going to run in 24. 
You know, and we got people like Sid Rosenberg saying he would vote for her on on, on the radio. What, what's wrong with him? Did he really say that? Yes, did, he did. When? When? Like two years ago, what? right? No, no, no. Last week. No. Last week. Was he jerking? Yes, he was he? What, he must have been. Was he? Was, 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 he it must, that me, must have Greg. been the steroids talking. You know he does steroids. I love the guy. Uh, we got to straighten him out. Michelle Obama. And you know, just call in, ask Sid, and say what qualifies her to be president. Uh, that would be a very that would be an interesting reply, don't you think? And what would he say? Oh, she uh, does great jumping jacks. Oh, she's uh, good on the cover of Vogue. I got a couple of reasons to not vote for her. She's a racist. She doesn't like America. Uh, that's pretty big right there. Um, let's see what else, uh, racist. I mean, that basically renders you ineligible. She had a mid-level job at a hospital like 20 years ago. That's the last job she had. Not a doctor worked at a hospital mid-level. Even Barack, I hear really has had enough with her. Although maybe, maybe she'd be out of the house a lot. Who knows? Who knows? I think these people should quit while they're ahead. I think they should quit while they're ahead. Uh Uh-oh, there's my brother calling in the middle of the show. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, good. Hey, everybody, stand by. This is the guy I've been telling you about, Uh, John Fund, the legendary journalist. You can see he's been published everywhere, Wall Street Journal, National Review. A very important book came out actually earlier this year. It's called Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. Uh, John Fund, welcome. How you doing? Pleasure. Thanks. We're finally recovered from last Tuesday. Well, I don't know, man. I'm still kind of uh, coming to terms with what happened, and I don't think I know exactly what happened. And So, John, real quick, while you're here, I, over the weekend, I'm watching TV. The House still has not been called for Republicans. They're getting all excited, saying that the Dems could win this. I see Nevada start falling a certain way, and I'm like, I don't trust the election, so take it away. Um, am I wrong? I just this mail-in voting seems very, very suspect. Well, the House will go narrowly Republican. Uh, there's basically no path left for the Democrats to get a majority. Now Republicans will have an awful hard time governing the House, but they'll they'll be in charge of the gavel. Uh, as for mail-in voting, look, we've had this experiment grow uh, for the last twenty years. Uh, it used to be that less than 10% of people voted earlier absentee. Election day actually meant something. Now it's out of control. Now something like 60% of voters nationwide vote earlier absentee. Um, early voting, I think if it's controlled and it's, you know, 10 days to two weeks in advance of the election, I can live with that. Mail-in voting is a potential disaster for three big reasons. One is it's not a secret ballot. The ballot is out drifting around the community. Uh, somebody can steal it from a mailbox. Uh, in Nevada, they were mailing red ballots. They were mailing ballots to every person on the error-riddled voter registration list, whether they were inactive voters, hadn't voted in years, or active voters. Uh, there were apartment buildings with ballots scattered all over the de- tables in the lobby. Uh, could easily have been manipulated. Uh, the mail-in ballot can be coerced. Uh, your employer, your your spouse, your union, uh, your local party committee can send a paid operative there and help you fill out the ballot uh, and deliver it with some t- places without even leaving their name. Uh, it's it's fraught with peril, and we don't have to do it. We should limit it to early voting, mail-in ballots for some people who are shut-ins or in nursing homes or traveling out of town. Otherwise. 
this turning election week into election month has been proven a disaster. Think about this. Everything in life is now the Amazon standard. You get it absolutely positively overnight. Everything is faster, except for how we count our votes. That tells us something's wrong. Wow. Um, all right. So, John, over the weekend, I've heard some people, very few are talking about this, and I think this is the most important thing right now for people on our side to be discussing. But I heard some say, well, it's here to stay. And these are Republicans who I like. It's here to stay. We just have to get better at it. We have to be like the Democrats are at it. And uh, number one, I don't think we ever will or can for a number of reasons. But what do you think about that approach? Well, there's a difference in three things. There's a difference between taking a bad law and making it work for you. Then there's unethical behavior, which shouldn't be tolerated. And then there's things that are flat out illegal. Uh, There is no way... Anyone should engage in illegal activity or unethical behavior, but you can do much better with mail-in ballots. Now, ballot harvesting, for example. In Nevada, uh, if you go out and register people to vote at a shopping center, you have to go to the Secretary of State and say, I'm going to do this. Here's my name. Here's where to find me. If there's a problem with my registrations, you know where to find me. But if you are paid to go out and harvest ballots, go door-to-door and try to collect ballots or try to convince people to fill them out. You don't have to register. You don't have to give your name. And when you turn them in, after you turn them in, nobody knows how to find you. What the blank is that? That's got to stop no matter who is doing it. All right, wait. Let me just make sure I understand what you just said. If I want to go out and just simply register people to vote... In Nevada. In Nevada... Uh, I have to tell the Secretary of State who I am, where I am, and i got to turn it all over, all my work over to them. Yeah, in a specified period of time. In a specified – but if I am a paid political operative, I don't have to register with the uh, with the Secretary of State, and I could just go and tell people, okay, you should fill this out and give it to me. I'll turn it in, and this is how you fill it out. Is that what you just said? Yes. <laughs> you don't have to give your name. And nobody can know how to find you if, the ba- if there are any questions about the ballot. Well, I think... That's an engraved invitation to suspicion and mischief. And you know what? This, this, right there, this is the threat to democracy. Not Donald Trump, you know, shooting his mouth off about something. This, right here, what you just said, and no one's no one's talking about it. And Well, well Greg, I'm going to give you some bad news oh. that you're not going to like, but I'll just have to say this. There are many legitimate problems with our elections that we have to solve. And I'm glad that Donald Trump does raise the issue. But the fact that he comes up with so much stuff that is unfounded, you can't find evidence for it, that is exaggerated, hurts the cause of people like me who write books and try to get people's attention to things that are real that can be proven. My book has 28 pages of footnotes. So I just wish that Donald Trump, for all the good he did for us, would just shut up on this topic and let people who actually have the evidence speak out on it. Well, you got to get in touch with him. I mean, the, uh, I've tried. Now, one thing I've interviewed him. He so, won't do it. <laughs> well, look, there's one thing about that, though. I mean, Donald Trump, you got to admit, has amazing instincts. Yeah, and has turned out to be up. right across the board. Yeah, about don't so, make stuff up. Well, here's the thing, though. I will say this. I'm not putting you in this category, but there are a lot of journalists out there who think if they can't Google it. It, there's no evidence. It must not be true. And being that he's the president of the United States, I do think there are avenues of information uh, that he could get that may not be available to the rest of us. Greg, you know, you're absolutely right. But remember this. Donald Trump raised $500 million 
on Stop the Steal fundraising efforts. $500 million. I, we, we have the numbers. How much of that has he spent actually trying to prove this issue or do the kind of things you just suggested? Almost nothing. He, in fact, when he raised the money, he said almost all of it is going to go to my political pack. So Donald Trump is raising money on this issue and not spending the money getting the evidence that you say he could get. Well, here's the deal about Donald Trump. Um, look, I love him. I love his style. I love his policies. But I am going to acknowledge this. And it's just like Rocky in Rocky Two. Everybody, he changed his game, and that's how he beat Apollo Creed. I know this sounds childish. I know this sounds simplistic. But Donald Trump loves movies, and I do think that there is a time, and there's a way to get to him because he does have to modify. I don't want a wholesale change, but there are things that we can that we can work on and uh, that he can even work on. So I get it. Let's both encourage him to do that. All right. So uh, the other thing, though, is this. I mean, you've laid it out brilliantly this is not going to help us so what is your sense by the way i mean do you think that this explains and by the way didn't jimmy carter and and secretary of state james baker say the same thing 17 years ago they warned about this you are well read in 2005 there was a presidential commission chaired by those two people uh 19 to 2 they supported voter id at the polls and they issued a final report saying the big problem with our elections is in mail-in voting because you can't police it. Uh, it's not a secret ballot. It's out in the community. People can steal the v- ballots from mailboxes. Uh, people, the signatures are not verified properly. You're asking $15 an hour clerks to take on the role of a graphologist. That's not going to happen. Uh, we can do better than this. The fact that we're not doing better than this, that mail voting is pushed on our throats, means somebody thinks mail voting benefits them big time. Why would they think that? Maybe they know about something that's going on behind the curtain that they won't tell the rest of us. Wow. John Fund, you are terrific. You are the expert. Um, and uh, you'll be on my Newsmax show tonight. Looking forward to it. Uh, folks, his book is called Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote and uh, forgive me, um, John, are you active on Twitter? At John Fund. At John Fund. Check him out. John Fund. Many thanks, sir, and we'll be right back. Thank you. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. That's right, my TV show uh, uh, and radio show. This is the radio, Greg, not television. And uh, that's fine because uh, uh, I... uh, Am I dressed? Yes, I am, actually. All right. So uh, Sandra is back with us. Hey, wasn't that John Fund amazing? Can you believe that? There are two ways two ways to do business in Nevada. Uh, and when it comes to <laughs> a third party doing things with the election and your vote, anybody can go and collect your vote and turn it in. Anybody, especially if they're a paid operative. Who else is going to do it? They can show up at your house, tell you how to fill it out, take it and turn it in. Yet, if you want to just register somebody to vote, you gotta, you've got to uh, register with the Secretary of State's office. You've got to have your constant contact information all over the place. 
That is weird, and I do think it's one of the reasons why Adam Laxalt is not going to the U.S. Senate. Anyway, Sandra, how have you been? I'm, I'm doing well. I, I wanted to tell you on Friday, on Veterans Day, I wanted to say I admire your loyalty to Donald Trump. You are a true leader. You never waver. You are not a follower. And, and, I, and I, I, I love that about you. And I just I thought maybe if Trump wins, maybe would you consider working in his administration? That's one thought that I had. And then I wanted to say, you know, on account, on account of Donald Trump, it was he who heightened my awareness and sensitivity for the veterans. Before that, it wasn't like I, I, he was the one who turned me around on that. And that's because he's so effective in everything he does. And then I wanted to say that, you know, I heard from Dick Morris that if people stop watching Fox News and only watch Newsmax, we could be helping Trump because Fox News is not helping Trump. And maybe if they lose more viewers, they may change their tune. And then I wondered when Trump makes his announcement, who's going to hear it? Where is it going to be? What what channel will it be on? You know, that's going to be interesting to watch. I know Newsmax will definitely be carrying it. I mean, as you know, Fox News and all the other cables, they've made a habit of ignoring Trump. And uh, but this is look, he's obviously making news. This is a big deal. And it's newsworthy in and of itself, no matter anybody of that stature declaring for president. It's I mean, what else do these cable stations do all day long? Of course you take it. That'd be interesting. And number two, though, uh, no, I don't think I'd ever really want to work in Washington, D.C. for anybody, including President Trump. I love the guy. Uh, I really do. But the job that I would want, it just looks so terrible down there. You know, the moment you show up, even before you get there, they start investigating you. And quite frankly, the only job I'd really want would be secretary of defense. And arguably, arguably, some would say my resume, my resume is not sufficient. I would argue with them. But some might say that I'm not that's 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 not a job that I should get, although I'd love it. I'd love it. Although then again, you can't really do as much as you want to do. You know, there are 10 billion rules and restrictions and you got to do this. You can't do that. You can't say this. You got to. It's it's not what it's cracked up to be. It's not what it is in your head. You know what I mean? I'm going to go over there and kick some ass and get that military in shape. No, no, it's a horrible, nasty minefield designed to get you. And um, so I don't I don't know about that. But you know what? That is interesting. Fox did something over the weekend. I noticed that really annoyed me. I can't remember what it was, but they're not there for Trump. I think they con a lot of viewers by playing the country music in the morning and uh, they focus on the woke issues. And those are all popular. Those are all crowd pleasers. But they turn their back on Trump at a moment of truth. And uh, that was calling Arizona prematurely uh, for Joe Biden in 2020. And arguably, that's unforgivable. Anyway, Sandra, thank you for the support. And uh, how's your brother? He's doing well, thank you. He's in Florida right now, from what I understand. From yep. what you understand? Mm-hmm. What, what well, you... I don't know. I don't keep track of my brother. <laughs> I don't know. The last time I spoke to him, he said, going to Florida. See you when I get back. I don't talk to him every day. <laughs> all right. All right. From what I, okay. So, <laughs> rumor has it he's in Florida. All right. I'm glad that you guys are still. Uh, hey, I want to take one quick call from Pennsylvania. It's Dave. And, uh, Dave, I'm, I'm sure you did your part for Dr. Oz if you're listening to this show. I am uh, – my head is still spinning about what the hell happened there. What did happen there? Well, I'll tell you what I think what the, the primary 
uh, factor that should be blamed on why Dr. Oz lost and why what? Dr. Uh, Mastriano lost. And it has to do with the fact that the Republican leadership, Brian Cutler, the Speaker of the House, and the rest of the Republican leadership did not hold Governor Wolf accountable for his deadly nursing home COVID policies. All right. Dave, got it, Dave. They didn't back him up. They didn't. The Republicans in Pennsylvania. Thank you. I'll be back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So um, we're kind of screwed right now. I hate to say it, but we are kind of screwed. Uh John Fund really put some things in perspective. I don't think they're going to change that. I don't think mail-in voting seems to be here to stay. We could be entering a very dark time in this country. Very dark. Um, After what we just went through, everything, everything we just saw over the past two years, the lying, the incompetence, um, open borders, losing a war, in Afghanistan, gas prices, inflation, um, crime out of control, this woke stuff that we don't like, that he has embraced, on and on and on. And then for the Democrats to be able to brag at this point about how well they did, and for the Republicans to be, <laughs> I, it's just, I'm sorry, it's still starting to sink in. I, it's not messaging. It's like Charlie Kirk said. It wasn't our message. It wasn't our candidates. It was the mechanics. It was this me- the mechanical stuff, getting people out to vote or getting the vote to them. Getting the vote to them. Mail-in voting. Oh, boy, what a scam it seems to be. Wow. Now, well, what about Florida? Well, Florida has a state-of-the-art voting system, state-of-the-art, and they've been working on it for 20 years. Like Carrie Lake, you know, she doesn't want Arizona to be the uh, laughing stock of uh, the country when it comes to voting. Well, Florida didn't want to be the laughing stock, and they were the laughing stock after the 2000 election. Remember that? 538 votes, hanging chads, all that stuff. Well, they went to work cleaning it up, and now they got the best system in the world. Now, one thing, John Fund, who wrote that incredible book about all this, if they change the rules, they can change how you vote. Uh, he'll, he'll be on the show tonight. He said he doesn't have much of a problem with early voting. I actually do. I don't want the government or anybody to be in possession of something that valuable for 50 days. 50 days. How do they do that? You know, when Chuck Schumer was gloating about how, well, the uh, the debate really didn't hurt us that much. Debate, you know, the betterman uh, didn't hurt us that much. He was right because they stuck it at the very, very end and 60% of the people had already voted. Uh, Selena Zito points is we got to get better at mail-in voting. How do you do that? The other side, I do believe, behaves unethically. Hey, by the way, you'll notice there were no fires. There was no rioting. Nothing. There was no violence, and nor should there have been. But they said that about us, remember? They lie about us all the time. There will be political violence from the right. No, no, there isn't. Because people who are conservative follow the rules and respect law enforcement. We do. We do. People on the left, if they don't get what they want, they start fires and steal stuff. Black Lives Matter. When you get through all the crap, it was a bunch of fires and people stealing stuff from big businesses, small business, 
and corporate America running scared. Oh, my goodness gracious, somebody may say something about us on Twitter. Oh, no. Yes, give them whatever they want. Give them whatever they want. Don't say gay. Say gay. I don't care. Just give them what they want. They have no spine, nothing, nothing. They're just deathly afraid of what eight people are going to say about them on Twitter. Or eight million. I don't care. I don't care. It's funny. I got to this point in my life, and I love it, by the way. It's so freeing. Hey, before that, there's President Xi with Joe Biden. Such good friends, right? How many times do they tell us about all the uh, Joe Biden bragging, about all the miles they spent on a plane together? I know more than anybody else, the president of China. I've flown with him for 70,000 million miles. Well, he's got, President Xi has got Joe's number. I mean, he's got him all figured out. And I do believe they've got stuff on Joe Biden because of Hunter and all of his business shenanigans over there. Absolutely. And when Joe Biden brags about how well he knows President Xi, which he's done a million times, why would he do that? You know what he's doing that for? He's bragging about clients, bragging to clients and potential clients. If you want to do business in China, well, see Hunter. <laughs> Who? What other grown man uh, with a son goes to a photographer, goes downtown to a photo- photographer's studio and start kissing and hugging for the cameras? Do you ever see those pictures? Look, it's all besides the point now. I am so, I am so angry, actually, and concerned and worried about where we are. I don't trust the Republicans at all. Josh Hawley, I love this guy. Josh Hawley, Republican of Missouri. You know what he said over the weekend? Time to end the Republican Party. We got to start something new. If you can't win under circumstances like this, when can you win? Quite frankly, if you couldn't win this time around, maybe you don't deserve to be a party anymore. I already thought that the MAGA party would be great. It's a very, very, very clear message. I can't stand it when people talk about messaging. Oh, the messaging. The messaging was off. No, it wasn't. And again, the rec- it's a referendum. It's an up or down vote on the incumbents, on those in power. I still think that America, I still... Every, you know, I've lived all over the country, right? I've lived in California. I've lived in this. I've lived in Yuma, Arizona. I lived in a place called Tumsuba, Mississippi. I lived in a at the Panhandle of Florida, Milton, Florida. I lived on the outer banks of North Carolina. I've lived in Virginia. I've lived in upstate New York, um, bouncing around quite a bit. I feel like I know this country better than most, and. Um, I don't believe it is a center-left country. I just, I don't think we're there. I know it, actually. I know it. There's no way people look at drag queens and say, yes, we want them in our schools teaching our kids. None. Hey, you want to dress in women's clothes and you're 18 plus? Have at it. Just don't bring the kids around. Hey, there are a lot of things I do that I can't bring the kids around. That's okay. Christine in Bell Harbor, hello. Where How is Bell Harbor? Bell Harbor what? Bell Harbor is in Rockaway. Bell oh, Harbor, New York. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought. I thought. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's where the plane crashed, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right after 9/11. Yeah, it was and, horrible. It's really hard. It's a miracle that no, I don't think anybody was killed on the ground, right? No, there was a couple of people. Not many, though. No. 
No. Uh, yeah, I was, all right. So I'm sorry. What's up? Um, well, I want to talk about the Pennsylvania election. I don't know. Everybody tries to make like Mike Lindell out to sound like some crazy person because I don't know. He, you know, they, they think the, the left tries to make him like, oh, don't listen to him. He's crazy. Well, I was listening to him and he was watching real time. He, he like hired these special mathematicians to watch as these polls came in. And during the Pennsylvania election, he said that every time Dr. Oz caught up, which he saw in the hole because of all the mail-in ballots, they would drop 90,000 votes in favor of Fetterman. And then it would go right past and Fetterman would leave. And then Dr. Oz would catch up again. And they did it six times, 500,000 some odd votes. Now, what are the odds that every time it was exactly 90,000 votes? Does that make sense? What you're talking about, um, yeah, it, uh, it, look, uh, you raise excellent points, and I'm going to read you something from uh, Selena Zito. I've been um, was alerted to it over the weekend. Uh, she's fantastic. She writes for the Washington Examiner. Uh, listen to this. It's all about Pennsylvania. The first thing Allegheny, I'm sorry, let me start again. The first thing Allegheny County Republican Chairman Sam DeMarco saw on election night after the polls closed was the more than 100,000 votes from his home county that dropped for Democrat John Fetterman through mail-in ballots. Although he wasn't sure yet, that meant the race was lost. He also knew Republicans needed to fix something in the party's way of doing things going forward. Those initial large dump of voters were mail-in ballots from Democrats, he said, of the advanced voting that began in 2020 during the pandemic. Democrats embraced it with gusto, but Republicans shied away. The biggest takeaway from Tuesday night is that Republican attitudes in regard to mail-in voting needs to change, he continued. Right now, it's like we're running a 100-yard race against the Democrats and giving them a 45-yard head start. Both parties have limited resources, but while they work during the 50 days of early voting, collecting and banking early votes, we're just collecting promises to show up on Election Day. It's not sustainable, and Democrats get better at it every cycle. She continues, when all the dust is settled, it will be interesting to see what the percentage of mail-in votes for Democrats was in the final count. Anything over 50 percent is a real problem for Republicans going forward. I think John Fun said it's at 60 percent. Before the pandemic, Pennsylvania voters needed a valid excuse to cast an absentee ballot. Act 77, which was signed on October 31st, 2019, and went into effect on January 1st, 2020, which, oh, by the way, is before the pandemic, added no excuse mail-in voting up to 50 days before an election. It also changed how these ballots are canvassed, moving from the individual precincts or polls to a central canvassing facility. In this state of Pennsylvania, no one really thought it would be a big deal. Most of the people who used absentee balloting were bedridden or traveling out of state on Election Day. Then the pandemic hit. Although states such as Arizona and Oregon have been voting by mail forever, and for the most part, they did quite well, then President Trump scoffed at it for his voters. While Democrats encouraged their voters to cast their mailots by mail, Trump discouraged it, warning that it was a vessel for voter fraud. He's not wrong, by the way. He is not wrong. He is not wrong. Now, she's saying we got to embrace mail-in voting. Uh, I am not there yet. I would like to see it changed. And I hopefully we can. That's how I feel. I think you think we should try to get better at it or try to fix it and get rid of it, Christine? No, we need to get rid of it. It's, it's, it's literally giving them 
a green light to cheat, and that's what they're doing. I'm sorry, 90000 every time? It's like they just get enough? And how come all these races were winning, 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 and then in the middle of the night, all of a sudden these, these ballots appear, and all of a sudden then they just win. And it happens, it happens time and time again. Hey, also, the voting booth, right? It's private. Somebody, some person is going to open your ballot and see it, right? I mean, they haven't figured out. It's not secret from the person who's counting it, right? Your name has got to be in there. Your name is in there. It's supposed to be secret. Just like John Fun said, it's way, way, way open to coercion. All right, stand, stay tuned, Christine. I'm going to have him on the show tonight. Uh, I, I agree with you. I agree. I agree. I agree. And we got time for one more. Connie in Long Island, yes. Greg, it's Connie uh, from Long Island. Yes. Oh, you know that. Um, I want to ask you something about the Supreme Court's decision on Roe versus Wade. I want to know why, or do you think there's anything fishy about it being announced, uh, their decision announced during a election? Some people, some people say that. Look, I, for me, you have elections for moments like that. All right. I love that Roe v. Wade was overturned. I love it. A country that sanctions that is a bad place, quite frankly. I just, I love that it was overturned. And you also have to look at the decision. So many people running around who did not read the decision. It's actually very, very beautiful. It's very, very well thought out. And it also says the question of abortion must be turned back to where it belongs, the people and their representatives. And what they're talking about there, state representatives, they're governors, they're legislatures, you can decide, and people, New York has already decided, it's staying, it ain't going away. 15 weeks seems like a pretty, uh, I mean, how can you argue with 15 weeks? So, look, fishy or not, I'm okay with it. I celebrated the victory, I saw it as a victory, and that's one of the reasons, you know, you get power to do something with it, not just to, oh, we're in control, then what? Do you know what I mean, Connie? So I do. I may have thrown some people for a loop. It may have uh, ticked off certain suburban women or this faction or that faction or whatever pro-choice people are out there. But I'm like, I'm sorry. I like it. You can still be pro-choice in America. You can be pro-choice. You can vote for it against it. Just look it up. I guess uh, you can talk to uh, Kathy Hochul about that, I guess. Although I have my doubts about that, too. Anyway. All right, Connie, I got to take a quick break. Thank you. I'll be back. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, um, on a night like tonight, watching Joe Biden in China on the Newsmax show, I might, uh, you know, highlight a couple of things. Number one, he would not have a press conference with President Xi, would not stand next to him. Yes, he met him, stood next to him, but just for the cameras and then uh, went away. It's very customary for these guys to have joint press conferences, you know, after a meeting. And... um they don't have one. Joe can't uh, hack it. And I looked it up. Of course, there's uh, there's Obama with President Xi, you know, taking questions at the same time. There's President Trump with President Xi uh, taking questions at the same time. He can these guys can hold their own. Joe Biden can't. But what what would I what am I going to do that for? I mean, really, believe it or not, I was doing that to highlight the issue, highlight that we have an incompetent president. Um, to actually say that out loud when major networks will not. When the newspapers will not, when the New York Times says Joe Biden made a verbal fumble when he lied 17 times in basically 10 minutes, 
So I thought that there was some value in me pointing this stuff out. But maybe it's just entertainment. I don't know. I mean, I, I was hoping that it would have an impact, a real-world impact. You know, Fox News is the number one cable channel in the world. Uh, granted, they let us down half the time, but it is number one, and so many people watch. Yet we still have these results. It makes me wonder. Does it make you wonder? You know, big tech, big tech influences the reality of so many people. You've got to make a conscious decision. You've got to go out of your way to avoid all of the lies, all of the hype, all of the distortions. And most people don't have time. They don't have the inclination. They don't have the whatever, whatever it is. At one point, I was like that. I was like sheep just going, well, they said it on the news. It must be true. They said it on. Hey, did you hear what happened at the University of Virginia? Three football players shot. It looks like by another football player. Yikes. And now we're hearing, you know, LeBron James owns a some sort of high school in Ohio. He started an academy, a private school. And there's this kid named Ethan. And he went to the school and he was, I think, a sophomore. And he was murdered. He was murdered after getting into an argument with some folks about a basketball game. And he was murdered. And uh, very little uh, attention on this case for some reason. Uh, LeBron, no, didn't. Have you heard about it? No, I mean, most likely no. Happened at LeBron. He's the number one basketball player in the world. Kind of a big deal, right? And, um, but listen to this. Those who were accused in the killing well, they've had their charges downgraded to things like assault, you know, fighting. But murder isn't one of the charges. The father of the young deceased man believes there is a racial component to this because his son is white and the accused are black. Now, that's quite a that's quite an accusation. But you're not going to hear about it, right? You know why? Yes, because of the roles. If it were the other way around, of course. Be right back. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, folks, this is uh, bad news for uh, Jay Leno, great comedian. And uh, so apparently he's been severely burned in a car fire. Out at the, uh, you know, garage, he's got a million cars. He's, uh, you know, just is a real car enthusiast. You've seen that show, Jay Leno's Garage. Reports are that a car basically spontaneously um, erupted, engulfed in flames, and he was severely burned. Uh, that does not sound good, of course. Um, you know, some of those cars are old. I noticed once he was in a car that looked like it was from... Uh, like an episode of the Twilight Zone, you know, like a like the, the 1950s version of the future. I would imagine that some of these cars constructed, you know, way before, um, well, all kinds of regulation and technologies and 
But that's a great show, by the way, and he is—he's a, a very, very funny guy. I've always—I've always liked him. I know he's got this big feud with Howard Stern, which kind of pained me, by the way, because uh, I love both those guys. Um, what else can we say about that? Uh, that's just terrible news. Uh, I hope he's going to make it. It just sounds so bad. Oh, Burns! You know, one thing I once heard about Jay Leto. You know, he's even when he had the Tonight Show, he was constantly doing stand-up. He'd fly to Las Vegas and do stand-up. And get this, he made so much money doing stand-up that he never touched his NBC money. The NBC money would just go right into the uh, the accounts, the money market account, all those accounts, you know, whatever, the investment, but he never use it. His spending money, if you will, you know, for the houses, for the cars, came out of his stand-up money. Anyway, uh, that's... Uh, that's tough. That's tough. We'll keep our eye on that. Uh, somebody just texted me and said that uh, the House has, a, has gone Republican, but I don't see that yet. I'm looking at all of the uh, wires. Let's just take a, another look at the – I don't see that. And I would love to be able to call it officially, but I don't see it yet. Um all right. So people are still pointing their fingers at each other. And you know what? Um, it's always fun to see what the rhinos say, okay, Republicans in name only. Because uh, they are the worst, and they are the first to blame Trump. And uh, somebody like Chris Christie, for example. Chris Christie, um, cut 13 on the ABC This Week show. We're by the Oh, by the way, he's being paid to say this stuff. Let's see what he said. Cut 13. Look, uh, you know, I think Donna made a really interesting point that Republicans need to think about. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. There is no scenario under which Republicans can win the presidency in 2024 and lose all three of those states. They just can't. The electoral math doesn't work. And those candidates lost, in my view, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, because they were seen as unstable, Trump-like yep. candidates. There we go. In all three of those states. Thank and you. the governor's races. Right. And so we've got an assessment to make. I assess that you are a jerk. I assess that, Chris Christie, you in Bridgegate, you in closing down that bridge, Trump-like. Tudor Dixon is Trump-like? Tudor Dixon? Dr. Oz, a cardiothoracic surgeon. And there's nothing wrong with Trump, by the way. Nothing wrong. The unstable, where's the lack of stability from Dr. Oz? Where's the lack of stability from Tudor Dixon? I didn't see any. I didn't see any. Uh, you know, go with the flow, Chris Christie. They should just go with the flow a little bit more, huh? Huh? And then he does this. Cut 14, please. Donald Trump has convinced a percentage of our party that the election in 2020 was stolen. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But what I think has happened is, and what you saw in these elections were two things. One, there were a lot of Republicans who did not vote for those election deniers because if they had, they would have won. Um, secondly... And independents almost certainly... And that's my next it. point. And uh, independents are sending a very clear message to the Republican Party. If you're going to go for the Trump-style stuff in terms of the rhetoric, in terms of the conduct, um, those kind of things, and certainly the election deny, we're not going to vote for you. This is the first time that a party that's held the White House has won independence in 20 years. And the message for that is Trump is dragging the party down. Because of his personal vanity, he said. Cut off the last part. Before, because of his personal vanity. 
Now, Chris Christie is a guy who made a commercial after Hurricane Sandy featuring himself walking around the beach saying, we're stronger than the storm. I found that rather offensive, actually. Chris Christie sitting at a fake picnic table with people talking about Hurricane Sandy, trying to score political points. I see that's pretty vain, actually. Just interesting coming from Chris Christie, who, quite frankly, made a name for himself by being a bully. Remember? Can you do me a favor and find those clips? It's Chris Christie at the uh, at the teachers' meeting. Chris Christie on the boardwalk. Hey, I'm the governor. Get out of my way. Get off the beach. Enough with your tan. Ha, 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 ha. Ooh. Remember, for one little brief shining moment, he was the, um, everybody said, oh, he could, beat, he could beat Obama. Romney shouldn't be the nominee. It should be him because he's so tough. I remember that. I also remember him hugging Obama. Now, what's wrong with him hugging? Well, in a way, nothing. But then you got to hug Mitt Romney. And what did he say about Mitt Romney? I could care less. I could care less. This is the Republican establishment. Uh, What does it mean for them? What does it mean for power? What is it? Right? 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 Ooh. And what does it mean for Mike Pence? So Mike Pence is selling a book. I will buy the book. I got to make that clear. Uh, In part because I think we have the same editor. (laughs) Yeah. uh, My book, I think, was edited by my editor. We have the same editor. He's at the same publisher that I am. And, oh, by the way, I am always big. You know that, right? I mean, I buy these books, and then I tear them apart. I bought the Maggie Haberman book. I don't know who published that. It wasn't my publisher. And I tore it apart. And I'll continue to tear it apart. Although, you know what? Sometimes I wonder why. You know what I mean? Really, why? Why Why do any of this? If After these circumstances, this is going to be America? Really? What, 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 what the hell are we doing? I mean, we all have businesses to run and that kind of thing. But still, I don't know. Anyway, Back to Mike Pence. Back to Mike Pence. That's what that's what Trump said, actually, at the Hilton Hotel back in 2016 when he nominated him. All right, back to Mike Pence. So Mike Pence is talking to David Muir. I notice he's all, all over the fake news, telling the fake news exactly what they want to hear. That Trump uh, put his life in danger. This is, oh, gosh, they even got Mike Pence believing this crap. So this is the big exclusive interview. I see he's on CNN and ABC News. Uh, fake News Express. Mike Pence, he was very angry. I hear he was very angry by that tweet. He was angered, right? Let me hear it. Members were barricaded inside the House chamber. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it all, you can see that the president has tweeted. 2.24 p.m., the president tweets, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done. So? (laughs) It angered me. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Stop everything. That pause, that, that was a real pause? He's just sitting there collecting his thoughts. That angered me. Hey, we're allowed to say things like that in America. You got a beef, take it up with the Capitol Police. Why did they secure the Capitol with bicycle racks? Why did they do that? And oh, by the way, why did they fire tear gas and stun grenades into peaceful crowds? Hmm? Why don't you ask that, Mike? 
Take that from the top. That's funny. That's funny. He just sits there. Wait, hold on. Let me. I heard it. I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta set this so I can hear it at the same time. I mean, I can see it at the same time. All right. Hold on a second. Okay. All right. Wait. 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 Okay. Should I play it off this so everybody can hear it? All right. All right. We'll do it on. We'll do it on on three. So I'll go one, two, three. Play it. Okay. One, two, three. Play it. Members were barricaded inside the House chamber. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it all, you can see that the president has tweeted. 2.24 p.m., the president tweets, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done. It angered me. <laughs> But I turned to my daughter, who was standing nearby, and I said, it doesn't take courage to break the law. It takes courage to uphold the law. I mean, the president's words were reckless. It was clear he decided to be part of the problem. Over the course of several hours, you spoke with the acting defense secretary. Do we think Mike Pence really said that? Did he really turn to his daughter and say, actually, actually, I'm trying to think. I read an excerpt. I don't think that's in the book. These guys forget what they wrote or what somebody else wrote for them sometimes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he wrote it himself or sometimes they hire ghost writers. I don't know what happened there. But I don't know if that part is in the book. All right, keep going. Over the course of several hours, you spoke with the acting defense secretary. You spoke with the joint chiefs of staff, General Milley. I did. You spoke with the acting attorney general, Jeff Rosen, with the chief of Capitol Police, where was the president in all this? David, I was at the Capitol. I wasn't at the White House. And when you learned later that he was watching all this unfold on TV? I can't, I can't account for what the president was doing that day. I was at a loading dock in the Capitol where a riot was taking place. But why wasn't he making these calls? Um, that'd be a good question for him. Wow, you really are a traitor, aren't you? You really are. You son of a... That's not the way the government works, by the way. That's not the way the government works. Career politician Mike. The president is supposed to monitor a fist fight in the basement of the Capitol and call the Pentagon? No, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way, and you know that. But you're playing a role here. You know what the hell's going on. You know what they want to hear from you. You know what they want to hear, and you're saying it. And by the way, you're saying it in the most boring manner imaginable. (laughs) Twelve seconds go by. It made me angry. It made me so angry. I turned to my daughter and I said, what did he say again? Something about (laughs) something that made him sound like the best guy in the world. Uh, let's do something else here. Tony in Clifton. Hello. Hello, my friend. I can only say one thing, one person. I think of, can we bring Theodore Roosevelt to the table? He's dead. He was one. He's dead, but he said this. This is what he said, because I'm, I'm really not in favor of the whole voting system. I don't. What did he say? 
He said, no republic can permanently endure when its politics are corrupt and base, and the spoil system, the application in political life of the degrading doctrine that to the victor belong the spoils produces only corruption and degradation. So basically, he this was not one of his catchier slogans. Take it from the top. What was the what was the first part of that? Could you say it again? The first, just the first part. No republic can permanently endure when its politics are corrupt and base. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 I believe that our, our our system of voting is is based on career politicians who are all covering up for themselves. Hey, listen, I got news for everybody, and I'm sorry to say it. America will not last forever. It's just not going to last forever. The earth is not going to last forever. The sun is going to burn out someday. I know God has a plan, but apparently that's part of the plan. The sun is going to go away. Did you know that? They know They know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen in like 2 billion years. You know, we've only been here for like a nanosecond in terms of the earth, in terms of the universe. We got here 50,000 years ago. The earth is 4 billion years. Why do I say this? I got to tell you, because I saw Patricia Heaton. Do you remember her? Patricia Heaton, she was on Everybody Loves Raymond. Well, apparently she's a, a woman of great faith, and she was she was making this point that I'm doing rather crudely, but she did it very, very beautifully um, on various platforms. Let me see if I can find that. I mean, you know, she's like, she's disappointed by the results, but she said, look, this is, let me see. Here we go. Here we go. For those of you who are Christians and who feel disappointed or despairing of the election results, it is a blessing to be reminded that our security does not rest in men or governments, which are finite and will eventually crumble but in God alone, who is ever sustaining. Isn't that beautiful? Good for her. Does that make you feel any better, Tony? Not really. We need to, we need to clean up house here, Greg. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm working my ass off, but I mean, I don't know what else. I mean, I, you know, I, I know, I know, I know. And you know what? The Republicans don't have an appetite for it. I don't think they want to. You think Chris Christie wants to? No, he doesn't. He's set. He's set for life. You need a younger guy like Josh Hawley. You know what I mean? This guy's still a warrior. This guy's a patriot. This guy believes. Mitch McConnell just wants to. I just saw on TV. Somebody said uh, Mitch McConnell wants to be leader more than he wants to be majority leader. He he doesn't care as long as he's leader. Minority leader, majority leader. It's the same thing, basically. Get it? He wouldn't even move his office, probably. All right, Tony, I got to go. I'm late. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Um, yeah, we're back. So what do we want to call it? The MAGA party? Uh, as much as I like MAGA, that's going to turn some people off, a lot of people off. But maybe we'll never get those people. How about the Great Again party? The GA party? And MAGA. They have so villainized us and demonized us. Not fair. Hey, the uh, UVA shooting. So they got a cust- the, uh, guys in custody. Three guys shot. Now, uh, watch out. Keep your eye on this. So apparently they went to the police a while ago about this guy. Somebody, you know, had doubts about this guy, suspicions about this guy. And he um, 
He was reported to law enforcement or at least campus authorities, but nothing happened. Hmm. You know, um, the first thing you can do these days, if you want to, if you ha- if it works for you in terms of your demographics, next time some uh, somebody tries to question you, you can just say racism. Is that is that right? Because people are playing that card where it wasn't played before, because in society it's a potent one, very potent. Hey, if I could play it, I would. Uh, it's a very, very potent one. I want to know more about all of this. It's uh, and you know what? Uh, no, I think it. Yes, I think we need need to have that conversation. You know, if only the left will talk about race. Well, they'll define it. They'll define the parameters. And we have to get better. We, by we, I mean conservatives, get better talking about issues of race. Right now, it's dominated, and the rules are decided by white liberals. But this is a big country full of people who are very, very different. All right, I got to go across the street. Uh, Hey, Joe and Minden, I'm not taking your call for obvious reasons. Uh, Let me talk to uh, Sam in Rockland County. Yes, Sam. Yeah, hi, Greg. How are you? It's an honor to speak to you. Um, I just have a very brief thing. Uh, everybody is blaming Trump, and it's the biggest mistake. We all know Trump is amazing. We all know he was the best president, okay? What happened was in 2020 when the election was stolen and everybody's forgetting that he had tremendous, overwhelming evidence, whether we had cameras 2, 3 o'clock in the morning rolling out suitcases of fake ballots, all those huge ballots. I know. We saw all that stuff. Keep added. going. What's the point? Yeah, we saw the point is that the Democrats did a great job. The liberal media kept on pushing this narrative. If you say the word election fraud, you're gone. You're ousted. Unfortunately, the Republicans and the conservative media started buying into it. You know what? Let's just leave Trump aside and let's just move forward to the midterms. But if they see they got away with murder in 2020, what made you think they're going to change anything? They were just more boldened to do a full-scale steal over here the votes, and that's exactly what happened. Sam, you know what? You're on to something. I mean, look, we're letting the left dictate the issues and take a major issue off the table because if you raise questions about the election, and oh, by the way, I do have to point this out, and Sam, it's true. I don't know that the, the, the election was stolen. I personally can't prove it. I do know that illegal votes were cast. I know that. I know it. And I can prove that uh, in certain states. Absolutely. So they take the they take a huge issue off the table. And now they're going to take our candidate off the table. No, no. This is still America, Sam. And I appreciate it very much. Uh, Vito, you've been on. I think you've been on the hold for a while. Then I really got to go. Hi, Vito. Greg, how you doing? Um, don't you think, though? Honestly, I love Trump, and I'm going to stick by him no matter what, Greg. Why? Don't you sometimes? Why am I going to stick by him? No. What? What? What do you want to say? Don't I sometimes what? Oh, not you, but him. Why doesn't he just stop with the this dumb talk? Really about uh, Lunkin, whatever his name is. Hey, hey, hey! Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! It's not dumb talk. Did you see my statement the other day on 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 the Newsmax show? All right, this is a potential opponent of his, and he's pointing out, hey, just so you know, the guy's been in business with China for the past 30 years. How do you think he made all those billions of dollars? It's fair game. Hell, Obama said a lot worse about Hillary, and Hillary said a lot worse about Obama. Folks, thank you all. I'll see you tonight. Newsmax at 10. Many thanks. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.